Hey, hey, my name is Matthew McCack. And I'm Tanuja Ramchal. This is Seek Human Spaces podcast, where we explore how to embrace our humanness while smashing oppressive norms. Today's topic is dealing with the fear of rejection. Matthew, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why do you think rejection is such a big fear? I guess, you know, we're taught our whole lives that um, we need to be competent, uh, fake it till you make it um, and, and just be successful. We have to be perfect. I mean, even starting from school, like early age, grade school, uh, you know, you, you fail a test or you get, you know, poor markings on your report card and you're sort of just, you're not, you, you're treated as though you're like the bad kid or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas those who are getting good grades are awarded, right? Like you get honors and ribbons and things like that. Um, and you're just sitting there watching these people. And so I, I think it starts from a young age um, where we're taught that it's not okay to not be so good at a certain subject or to fail a test or, or things like that. Yeah. And that certainly is part of our conditioning in terms of how we're socialized to behave. Right. And, it also is where we don't get to express who we are as humans in terms of like even making mistakes or messing up, right? And certainly the school system is one big place where that is reinforced. And I also feel, you know, rejection for many people can feel very unsafe, right? It feels unsafe because for many of us and even as children, you know, at a certain point in our lives when we were rejected for just being ourselves and having the needs that we had, right? And especially if we were at a point where we couldn't meet our own needs, it's that protection that happens. Well, I have to pull back. And and in, in that sense, it, it was very unsafe to be yourself, right? And being in 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 spaces like that, that's something that, again, due to norms of our culture in terms of how we should behave and, and, you know, what are the guidelines that, that we should adhere to? It starts at a very, very young age. Yeah. I think it even, it, it goes into parenting as well, where, you know, you're exploring as a child and let's say, you know, you unravel all the toilet paper as a three-year-old, right? Yeah. Um, because you're just really fascinated by what's going to happen. Um mm-hmm. Parents come in and obviously, you know, uh, they're going to be stressed out. It's probably been a long day at work. Um, and then they, they might yell at you, right? Like you're in trouble. But part of that is you're exploring, you're, you're figuring things out. You're, you're experiencing the world around you. Um, and so when something like that continues to happen, we start to feel as though we're not allowed to be curious or to explore or to make mistakes. We, we have to, First of all, know beforehand what not to do, uh, you know, so we have to read minds um, and we have to be perfect. We have to otherwise, you know, as you grow older and now I'm shifting into college mentality where I have to pick the right major. Yeah. Otherwise, I will be doomed. Um, so it comes I, I think that's really where it stems from like this it, this is something we're uh socialized and taught our entire lives to to conform to yeah I, I, I was going to say that and then it gets internalized as something is wrong with me yes yeah 
something is wrong with you Mm -hmm. yeah that's where the harm is in terms of like going around you know going around believing that there's something wrong with you and that you have to be fixed right and it also leads to being in people pleasing mode because now it's about getting the approval of the external validation and people around you and how does that prevent uh you know prevent someone from really trusting themselves yeah been punished or rejected for doing that in the past yeah there's a great fear of judgment in Mm -hmm. in and of itself And, and that's something else that we become keenly aware of when we when we start to become like eight or nine where you know at one point the whole world revolved around us um and then uh we're starting to notice that oh people actually have opinions about me and you know you want everybody to like you so uh you you try to conform and that leads to not being exploratory uh and, and you know trying to always succeed and then we get into uh the the phrase that honestly i personally i I can't stand this phrase the fake it till you make it uh, phrase yeah yeah yeah. it's just it's like no don't don't fake it like ask for help uh be curious uh learn grow it's okay i think you had mentioned it before failure is not the opposite of success it is it is actually part of becoming successful Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's the thing that we could bring our roots back into, you know, all the all the greats that we hear about, you know, the scientists and the artists, we, we hear about, you know, their, the great works that they've created, but we don't hear about the, the mistakes they've made along the way, right. you know, and, and the, the challenges they came across. It's exactly because of that, we need to start destigmatize the word <laughs> rejection. Mm-hmm. Where you know where it's seen as this horrible thing, because as you said just now, it's like where people are just trying to get everyone to like them. Who you're betraying is yourself. You end up betraying yourself because you're not being true to yourself. My own experiences with rejection is that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to happen anyway. Once you're alive, moving towards what it what you want, especially if it's doing it a different way than it's done been done. And trusting yourself, there are going to be people who are not going to approve of that. And there are going to be people who who do, you know, because I see a lot of strategies, especially in the career space, because rejection is a big part of the career process. And for a lot of people, they're approaching their career from the space of, I don't want to be rejected. And I feel that's such a unhealthy way to approach your career because you're basically running away from what you don't want, but you're not moving towards what it is that you actually want. And if you start to recognize that rejection is going to happen, it's a part of life, right? And and I'm bringing that acceptance to it. That's when you're free because that's when you're liberated to show up as yourself, knowing that this thing is going to happen. And instead of trying to avoid rejection, what you're doing is increasing your capacity and increasing your resourcefulness to deal with it. The way that I like to think of it is like if I decide I want to go on a road trip from New York City to Boston, but I'm so consumed with avoiding potholes, like I don't want to I don't want to run into a pothole. 
And it's this thing that's on my mind all the time. Like, you know, I can't uh, encounter a pothole because it'll be so uh, bad for me. And you drive and you come to the, you know, you see the first pothole and it's all of this drama and all of this that you get so derailed from where you're actually going. And now your focus shifts and you're caught in that in that space, right? Like where your focus is now on potholes, avoiding potholes, as opposed to moving forward, as opposed to, hey, I'm going to drive from New York City to Boston. And yeah, I don't want my car to run into a pothole. But I trust myself that if that were to happen, I know how to handle it. And I'm resourceful enough, should it cause damage to my car or whatever, I'm going to be able to recover from that. But my, uh, you know, my focus is on moving closer to Boston. And that's the reward. The reward is not the approval or whatever I get from other people, right? Or the reward is not that I don't ever run into a pothole. And I feel that's where people get caught. And it's it's obviously coming from a very survival point of view because of, again, we talked about earlier, those past experiences where it was not safe for that to happen. Because if somebody that you depended on when you couldn't meet your own needs were they were not there. And it doesn't mean that they're bad people as well. It's just like they also had things that they had to take care of and they were not there. It might have felt like, you you were not going to survive and to recognize that as an adult you can take care of your own needs now and you also have uh you know ways of of really getting the support you need how do we increase our nervous system capacity to deal with that yeah i think a, a lot of what you were saying the the survival instinct and you know don't get me wrong i I'm not perfect. I get anxious too. I I fear rejection as well. Um, So it's not a great feeling in that moment. But I think something that you said was really powerful and that's trust, trusting in the process, but more importantly, trusting in yourself that you will be okay, even if you are rejected, even if you do run over a pothole, you're, you are safe. Like that, that survival instinct is coming up but it's not real. Um, you're, it's not fatal. Like you said, you're, you're going to be okay. And part of my story has a lot to do with rejection. Um, getting to where I am now, I, I was rejected from many jobs. Um, I, you know, either not hearing back from places that I applied to or straight up hearing a no, which honestly felt a little bit better than not hearing back at all. Um, So there's that, but then you know, you keep going. Uh, and then finally, you know, if you continue to do what you love, it will happen for you. I, I think, you know, 90% of success is just showing up and, and continuing to show up for yourself, not denying yourself uh, your desire to mm-hmm. um, to succeed because of the fear of failure, not turning the car around because because of the potholes, but mm-hmm you know, actually making it to Boston. Um, and you're right, that is the reward at the end, actually making it to Boston. The re- reward isn't getting over the potholes, although it could feel very rewarding to make it through all of that, where you have the story of now it's like, hey, even with all those rejections, all those failures, I was able to make it. And it's because of those rejections and failures, I made it to where I am now. And I have actually a personal example where I I had a job. Um, I, I was working a part time gig, and they were about to promote me 
And this was after I had graduated undergrad. And then I made a mistake. And so I was actually fired uh, for this mistake. And mm-hmm. I was devastated because I really needed that money. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I just did not have it. And so I was fired from the job. I didn't know what to do. And had I not been fired, I would have stayed in that job. And honestly, I did not like it. Mm-hmm. I was not happy with it. I was happy I was getting promoted. But I mean, it, it was only because I, I needed more money. But if I hadn't gotten fired, I would have stayed there. And instead... I wouldn't have gone to grad school to get my mm-hmm. uh, degree in psychology to become a therapist, which is something mm-hmm. I really love to do. And so with that, sometimes rejection comes and and it it allow it opens up doors for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it gets you out of places that you're kind of maybe even feeling stuck in. Um, mm-hmm. it, it allows you to push yourself beyond what you thought was capable. And that's really powerful. So. I think that there there's growth in that rejection can can turn into something that blossoms into something that is beautiful and, and allows you to become your more authentic self and also just learning and learning what it is that you do love and like. And then also what what are the best practices? What are the best ways uh, to do certain things? Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, certainly I agree. And thank you for sharing that story because I, I, I've heard somebody say that uh, rejection is redirection, right? And I mm. think that, you know, in your story, definitely. And I've had the same in, in, you know, when you said, you know, you still have that fear. And yes, I still have that fear. I, I think the difference between me and maybe say 10 years ago is that I can hold that fear and I can also hold what I'm moving towards. So those yeah. two things, I can actually hold them together again the capacity, right? Increasing that, that capacity um, to be able to, to do that so that it's not stopping you from moving forward. And this is also where, when we're operating from that space of that fear, where we're not allowing ourselves to be human, this podcast is called, uh, you know, seek uh, human spaces. And it's about really allowing ourselves to be human. So even when we're operating from, you know, that fear of rejection and, and making ourselves smaller, it's dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. And part of the conditioning, and, and I see this again, it's, it's huge in the career space where we believe that we have to choose between safety or freedom. And this is something that I like to challenge because I feel, again, this is a message that we get from the patriarchy, right? Like yeah. you come and you fit yourself into the system and you're safe. But really, if you're not safe to be yourself, you're not free. And if you're not free to be yourself, you're not safe. And we think we're choosing between safety and freedom, but we aren't because we really aren't safe to be ourselves and we are not free. And when we're operating from that fear that we're just withholding who we are, and again, not really giving ourselves permission to be human. Also, another thing, and I, I, I love that you brought up like the career, uh, you know, the career example, like, and people do tell me, I prefer to hear no than to get to have someone go to. <laughs> and I think as well, a lot of times I see people, you know, wanting to reach out to someone in their career or, you know, either it's in a networking uh, scenario or maybe a job is posted and they want to reach out. But they're so afraid to to reach out because they don't want to hear the word no. Mm-hmm. And a big part of this as well, because 
that is manipulation. And, and a lot of people don't realize that because I'm not giving you permission to say no, right? I'm manipulating. You are not even giving you the chance, like where I'm presenting this thing with you and say, hey, Matthew, can you do this? And you're like, no, um, right now I have other priorities or whatever it is, you know, then that is manipulation. If I'm just saying it to you with the, you know, uh, with the expectation that the only answer I'm going to get back is yes. This is where we also have to recognize where we're doing that to other people, where we're not giving them permission to say no. And also where somebody can say no. And because of that honesty, we can have a stronger relationship as opposed to that being the end of the relationship. Because I feel a lot of times in terms of communication, this is where, you know, we we see like, oh, oh, this person is not giving me what I want. Again, it comes back to like that very young version of yourself where you needed that to happen. Mm -hmm. But now you're transferring this, you know, when, okay, so don't make this person responsible for meeting your needs that the car is still going to be moving towards Boston mm-hmm. and this part, person is still, they, they have the freedom. I'm not going to make them wrong for their choice because they have other things going on in their life. And this is maybe not a priority right now for them. And I feel in terms of rejection, you know, it's how do we also reject other people? I think this is also the other side of it where we have to recognize that because if we don't recognize that it's where we continue to play this game of being afraid to also say no to other people and we become people pleasers yes yeah that is a really good point like how do you say no to other people fearing that you are rejecting them yeah i i think one of the phrases i really like is like it's not a no for ever it's a no for now and you're right. It's about giving people the permission to say no, uh, the the freedom to say no. And sometimes it's not a rejection. It's not something to be taken personally. It's for whatever reason, whatever it is, like the job, maybe uh, it, it wasn't the right fit at the moment. It, it could even be that they already had somebody, uh, but they just posted the job anyway, right? Like they already had somebody in line. So that's something uh, to think about. But for us saying no to someone, that's creating boundaries for ourselves and allowing ourselves, again, to be human and not have to please everyone. Mm-hmm. Because you just can't. You're one person and you could be exhausted. Um, you could you could suffer burnout. You can, you can become really uh, disengaged uh, if you continuously say yes to everybody. Based on the fear of like, oh, I don't want to reject other people. And that might even be coming from because I wouldn't want to be rejected. And so so you're projecting that feeling onto others. And it's it's not the best thing for you or that person or other people. Freedom comes for everyone. It, it should it should be there for everyone. So uh, giving folks the permission to say no to you and then you also giving you yourself permission to say no to other people. That's what freedom is all about. Of course, yeah. also giving yourself permission to say yes um, and and everything. Um, yeah, to do what's what feels right in the moment. Right. To that decision to make that decision from trusting yourself, not from that place of fear. And you know, I do believe that a big part of of this as well is holding space for yourself to you know and and you mentioned this is like in terms of the boundaries and and having boundaries because what you end up doing if you don't have those boundaries and you're not trusting yourself is that you're rejecting yourself 
because mm-hmm. this is where you're just stuck in that, you know, people pleasing mode and operating from fear that you're not moving forward in terms of what it is that you want. When the fear of rejection is that strong, ultimately who we end up rejecting is ourselves. And so it just comes back, you know, it's it's this thing that we're trying to avoid, but then we, in fact, are doing it to ourselves. Yeah, that vicious cycle, right? Yeah, no, that is, that's brilliant. Yes, you, you wind up rejecting yourself. Now, you know, it, it reminds me, uh, have you ever watched the show uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? No, it's an anime. (laughs) Oh, it's an anime. uh, And it's great. But one of the concepts in there is uh, it talks about the notion of all is one and one is all. And it's saying, you know, that the universe is all and I am one, meaning that I am the universe as Mm -hmm. well. And so it, it makes me think a lot about how, you know, if this is true, right, if all is one and one is all, who are you not? to go ahead and push the button to say, yeah, I'm going to apply for this. Who are you to reject yourself in such a way when you are the universe, right? You you have control over yourself and your your surroundings. And it might not feel like that all of the time because of systemic issues, but you can go ahead and go forth knowing that you're you're a force to be reckoned with. You know, you are powerful. You you have dignity and you you matter uh merely for existing because you're human you you're you can be all the things that you want to be if you if you just let yourself and that i think is is extraordinary uh, allowing yourself to be extraordinary because you are one Mm -hmm. of the one of the phrases i i really um another one i actually i don't really like uh is becoming uh comfortable with the uncomfortable and I think this ties back to uh, what you were saying, where the false sense of safety in not going for it or even people pleasing. I think that I, I don't like this phrase because it, it shouldn't be that we're, we're being comfortable with the uncomfortable. It, it should be that there is comfort in making mistakes, in being rejected and uh, knowing that that's OK, that it's not you not succeeding, it's you progressing forward. I think that that phrase comes from a place of uh, not understanding that uh, there is freedom. There, There is no freedom within that phrase because we should all feel safe and comfortable when making mistakes or going for things that seem are seemingly impossible and being okay to do that fearlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that that means we're being authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I use the term, and here's why I use it. It's because I, I believe that when we're operating in systems, that there is going to be discomfort, just precisely because, you know, uh, we're, you know, we're not safe to make mistakes and all of that. And it's to be able to recognize and, and distinguish discomfort. I, I use the example often, it's like, if I am say I used to wear a size three pair of shoes and now my feet are size seven and I'm trying to fit my size seven feet into a size three pair of shoes. Like that's not, that's not, that's not like comfortable. That's not something that, that's not the kind of uh, discomfort that I want because it's, it's, it's asking me to shrink who I am, Mm -hmm. right. To fit into spaces. And again, how does it get internalized as there's something wrong with me? Again, the rejection that happens, right. 
And that we know it's like we have to make ourselves smaller. But there's the discomfort of, say, I've never driven to Boston and I'm going there. And there's that discomfort, right? Stepping into the unknown. Mm -hmm. But there's also that excitement of the expansion that happens. And how do we learn to see that as growing pains? So I say shrinking pains are growing pains. <laughs> yeah. Which one is it, right? If it's shrinking pain, that's, you know, that, you know, that's not, that's not the pain that you want to to put up with. Like growing pains are the pains that allow you to expand into who you are. Mm -hmm. And they're there because you're stretching yourself. And to be able to distinguish between that, what is the, what is really uh, uncomfortable here and what is unsafe, right? Because when you're putting yourself in environments where it's not safe to be yourself, and that's where the fear of rejection is going to be intense, because it's like, really, you're struggling to survive, basically. What I the analogy I like to use is that if you're, you know, like you plant an avocado seed um, in upstate New York, it might have tiny leaves and it's little sprouts or whatever, but it's not thriving. And it's going to look around and it's going to see all the apple uh, trees like blossoming and thriving and, and bearing fruits. And that little avocado plant is just trying to stay above ground. It's just trying not to die. Right. And that's all it's, it's, it's expending its effort, not like to survive versus you take that same avocado seed and you plant it in Mexico. Right. And it's going to bloom and it's going to thrive. It's, it's the space that it was in. It was the environment. It's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel a lot of times this is what happens is that, I mean, without consenting, we operate in spaces that, you know, that where it's not safe because of the norms. And, you know, again, I'm going to name it the white patriarchal norms mm -hmm. um, in terms of how we should operate, which is very dehumanizing. Yep. And to have, quote unquote, safety, this is where we shrink ourselves you know, we act as though we are not humans anymore. Like this is why burnout is so prevalent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have like all of these issues and uh, we're trying to fix ourselves rather than, you know, it's like the avocado seed trying to fix itself when it's, it's, it was never the problem. This is the same with rejection in terms of recognizing that the problem is that you have to fix yourself to not get rejected. Right. That's, that's not, that's not it at all. It's that you have to recognize what you have to bring into this world. Yeah, some people are not going to like it. You know, some people are not going to like it. And that's okay. Let's give them permission to not like it. Right? Yes. So yeah. that's what I want to say on rejection. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think for for my last point, too, it, based on what you were talking about in terms of the white patriarchal society that we, we live in, sometimes when we're rejected, it doesn't mean that you didn't deserve to be there. Sometimes it is that you uh, you were rejected based on something that was out of your control, that, that's something uh, deeply seated in the systemic issues that are going on in our country. And so that's something else to, to think about where rejection doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. Like you were saying too, <clears throat> with the, with the avocado metaphor, you know, maybe, maybe, it's just not the right atmosphere uh, or environment. And to recognize that there are people who can be, you know, uh, very mean as well. Out there yeah. And operating from their own traumas and triggers that you can't control. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not your job to manage their emotions. No, no, it's not. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, you've been listening to Seek Human Spaces. Catch you next time. And remember to be human. <laughs>